and welcome to the Rally Podcast. We're stoked that you're here. We hope that this would be a tool to help you pursue the presence of God, people, and the ways of Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Rally Round Table. We have got a fresh episode that is dropping today, and I am excited. I am joined um, by two very special people. I um, I'm excited, we were laughing about this earlier, to say that today we're interviewing Jonathan Schultz, who, Dr. Jonathan Schultz, who also happens to be my doctor, which is wonderful. <laughs> so we can chat a little bit about that. And Whitney Schultz, the incredible, incredible Whitney Schultz. And we are going to be talking about pursuing people. We're coming up to our final um final week in this series as we've been talking about what does it look to pursue people, to pursue um, people's hearts and to be able to be a witness um, about what God has done in our lives in every scenario that we might find ourselves in. So today we're going to be focusing specifically on what does it look like in a work context? How do we pursue people um, and really just be able to be ourselves but also reflect God's love um, in a way that would pursue the hearts of people just like Jesus did. So I'm excited. Enough from me. I want to pass it over and I want to introduce you guys. So Jonathan, Whitney, I'd love to hear a little bit about you. Tell the people where are you from? What does life look like? You've got some kids. Tell me a little bit about them. Yeah. Um, Well, we uh, have been married since 2008. Okay. Uh, we met, actually Whitney was still in high school when we met and I was in college and she happened to be my waitress no at a Grouch's way. Deli. Yeah. And that's how you met. Yep. She was waiting tables and back in the day she would sport some Christian like jewelry. She had like a Obviously. fish ring. Yes. And I said, well, she's beautiful and she has a Ichthus ring, which is enough evidence that she <laughs> at least has heard of Jesus. <laughs> So you were uh, already witnessing in the workplace. Yeah, that yeah. is where it all began. So from that That's moment, why we're here, our most important ministry started <laughs> there. <laughs> so if you have, you know, any Christian paraphernalia to wear, then it works, apparently. <laughs> um, That's great. So was it love at first sight? It was for me. Okay. Yeah, I knew, you know, so uh, the short story is that we basically, me and my friends were in this restaurant, and she was trying to close up, and my friends left, and yeah. I stayed behind and, like, offered to help clean the restaurant with her. Like, oh, I just, I didn't know what to do, but I just stayed. And, um, you know, we had just this short interaction and I knew, I was like, she's not, I'm not out of her life yet, but it was, it was a year later before we yeah. actually met. Connected. And, yeah. And then. I did put you to work though. I'm she like, did if have you're going to stay past my closing time and you're going to offer to put my chairs on my table so I can mop. Yes. I would like yeah. to do that. She did put me to work. I never well, asked her well, out that night, but. It was great. Yeah. I got out of there quicker. Yeah, great. Some good tips already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) I took my time too. Like I said, it was a year later before we connected. So, but we really dated mostly when we were at Clemson together. Yeah. And um, there is a lot of story to that that probably is for a totally different podcast. Yeah, that's not, we don't have enough time in. We can do round two straight after this. We'll do round two. We'll do that in like a dating relationship. Let us know if you want round two. Drama. Give us a comment. But um, yeah, we got married. I was, I'd graduated. I was two years into med school. She had just graduated. So we, were, we realized how young we were now. It didn't yeah. seem like we were that young then. Uh, we dated for four years, and now we've got three three little girls. Three babies. Eight, six, and three. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm at home with them full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
It's been great. I was on staff at New Spring for nine some, years. Some time, yeah. Wow. After I graduated Clemson, yeah. came and worked for a minute and loved it. But once we started to grow our family some more, it was it was time for me to be at home. This job's not super flexible, um, and this just kind of allows there to be some consistency with yeah. parents. So it's great. For the most part, it's my dream job. There are yeah. some days where I'm ready to not. Yes, not the reality of life. <laughs> Can you not give me an that. example of a moment where you think, oh, maybe this is oh, not maybe. what I imagined? Oh, wow. How much time do you have? Again, that's for another podcast. Um, I mean, certainly, I was actually thinking today about there was a period of time where we had multiple children in cribs. Oh, and like yes. those days of just the weariness of that, I'm like, screw this i want to go to a job where i can check things off a list and not be with babies all the time yeah but it's amazing yeah that's incredible it's it's good i'm thankful those kiddos are blessed to have you it's it really is really so jonathan you You graduated med school i did all right i did yeah (laughs) promise (laughs) (laughs) that would be shocking news right now the rally podcast if you were to say no well Fully certified. No. Okay. So tell me, tell us a little bit about your journey um, after graduating med school. Um, well, med school itself was not necessarily like, wasn't necessarily my plan. Yeah. Um, okay. I was one of those kids in school who I think I did well enough. So I left some doors open for myself, yeah. but like I did not know that medicine was going to be the route that I went. And um, honestly, I just walked through some open doors. Um, and, you know, it's funny to say, like, you stumble into med school, but I kind of did as yeah. much as you can. Yeah, um, And so throughout med school, I really didn't have a whole lot of direction as far as what am I doing with this? And do I yeah. want to be a surgeon or a researcher or a pediatrician or what? Yeah. And um, so through med school, you know, there was, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of conversation about what do I want to do? What does it look for, like for our lives, for our future <laughs> family? We didn't have kids yet. Yeah. Because um, I graduated med school uh, two years after we got married, and we didn't have our first kid till about five years after. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, there was, I mean, there's there's doctors, but there's, you know, a thousand different sub-varieties of yeah. what you can do and your interests can lie in. So it took a little while for me to, I don't know if, if we've said this out loud, I'm an OBGYN. So yes. Yep. I deliver babies and do surgery for women and some office things too, and there's a lot of work with medical students and residents and yeah so I'm a teacher sometimes so um yeah it took a while to kind of figure out exactly what I was going to do and where my interests lie yeah that's amazing and so obviously today we're talking about pursuing people and pursuing people in all sorts of spheres that we find ourselves in so I know for you Whitney it was working within the context of church but now being able to use your time and energy inside of the home yeah and for you Jonathan every day (laughs) looks like a mixture of between home but also in a hospital or a teaching setting so I suppose I just want to throw the question to you you guys live a life um, that I can attest that I believe just like reflects God's love in a lot of the rooms and spaces that you find yourselves in so what when it comes to what you think why is it important like why is work important why is it important to um, I suppose be mindful and considerate about our Christian faith, not just on a Sunday, but Monday through to Saturday as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a 
in some ways a simple question, but also a really huge question. Yeah. And I think before we like dive into our opinions <clears throat> on things, yeah. Um, I feel compelled to say that I hope that anyone who's hearing our voices right now knows that anything that we do that anybody has seen as, you know, we've done a good job with something, it's because we've made a ton of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Amen. So yeah. feel free to learn from our mistakes. Um, and that's, you know, like anything, you know, we're, we're refined by those uh, yeah. mistakes that we've made. Um, we, we, we talked a good bit. We got to do a little bit of driving yesterday. We yeah. got to talk a little bit about some of our just theory and philosophy mm. on why we work and why we work the way we do. And, yeah. and I, I really think that this concept that I'm about to lay out here will probably be the filter for the, a lot of our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's to say that <clears throat> uh, when we look at scripture, mm-hmm. when we look at Genesis, you know, we, we have talked a lot in our lives lately of, you know, who we were supposed to be, you know, what mm-hmm. we were meant to be, who we are as image bearers, um, you know, who God intended us to be before, you know, everything went wrong. Yeah. Right. And, and what our job is now playing a role in the restoration of the world and the restoration of humanity. Yeah. Uh, bringing kingdom come now. Yep. heaven on earth now and we think that that's where why we work we work mm. as um as part of that grand plan to redeem and restore yeah wow so um i mean i know it's kind of a no i kind love of a heavy that. answer yeah but, yeah um i mean you know to to give some meaning to something that can sometimes yeah. feel meaningless or monotonous that's why we work yep I love that. I love that idea of to redeem and to restore. Yeah. Because you're right. I feel like sometimes as Christians, we can look as work, as in like our nine to five or right. whether we're, you know, at home with the kids as just mundane and, and something that we need to get through so right. that then we can go into the mission field or then we can do this or then we can declare God's love to humanity. But I just think you're right. What if it's simpler than that? And what if it is the nine to five in the everyday room that we find ourselves in is the purpose that God would have given us mm-hmm. yeah. for this season to be able to be there and right be able to demonstrate his love. Some of the things that we talked about were, I know not everybody, everybody's wired differently, but there's, I think there's something in us from an early age, especially because of like what life has looked like. It Everything looks kind of like a stepping stone to the next thing. And you're like, we'll go to middle school and I go to high school, college after college, mm-hmm. I'll get my job and I'll just kind of cruise and I'll, you know, we'll have a family or what, build whatever life you want. And you, I think everybody's, there's something subconscious about like getting to a space of just like, I have arrived and I'm here. Yeah. Um, but in our experience, that's not been how life has planned, panned out. And there is something to be said for that realization of that expectation not coming to like fruition of like oh I don't just get to sail now yeah that it is a daily choice and that it is a so you know, you're telling me every day every it's day. a choice every day it's a choice of you with the kids yes doing what you feel like God has put you on a hundred right now yeah I mean I think you also think you will feel internally motivated as a believer to just like you're like, man, I'm just going to do this all the best with integrity and show yeah. up. and But that's it doesn't feel that way. I think there are seasons that it feels like yeah. there's an overflow mm-hmm. of what it looks like to work and do it 
do it well and do it with integrity and do it with honesty and transparency. But then there are times where it's like, it would be way easier not to. Um, And so I just, I think it is important in the conversation about work for there to be a a mind shift of um, the expectation being a like, a daily and kind of forever thing of what it looks like to yeah. be a believer who is trying to to work hard to image bear God. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So obviously, I think we are in a season of you know this podcast. Like we're a young adult ministry, eighteen to twenty five. We are working jobs, doing college, starting out early in our career, or maybe have been in our career for a few years. And oftentimes it feels like a lot of what the world is pushing to us is work. Like this yeah. is what's next. Yeah. Like, you know, college is to prepare us for work or right. maybe you're heading straight into the workforce. How how do you feel like um, you have or maybe some advice you've heard of maybe like I, being able to kind of separate your identity, not just being about work and what you do, yeah. um, but also about being a follower of Christ. That's good. I I can go first on that one. I feel like, as we mentioned earlier, um, out of college, I was in a ministry setting yeah. where I think it was super easy for me to default to, like, this is the Lord's work. There's something else to point to. And yeah. um, even as, you know, people are meeting Jesus or some some ball that you're pushing up the hill that's set in motion and there's something is complete it's easy to identify with like oh there's my hard work like even if it was behind the scenes there's something really kind and sweet in the ministry or setting that I was in to be like I had a part to play with that and there's some value there um and I remember having the conversation when I decided that or when we decided I was going to stay at home of being Mm -hmm. like I'm going from a space of like seeing hundreds of people meet the Lord regularly Yeah. to like, I have a single soul that I'm responsible for. And now I have three. Yeah. Um, and like knowing, knowing that that was going to feel different. Wow. Um, and, and what was it going to be like for me for any sort of like external validation? Yeah. Um, in a work setting to be removed because in motherhood, if there's anyone listening in the 18 to 25 year old, um, realm, what's the word? Yeah. Range. 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 Realm, range, Um, universe. And you know, it, there is none of that. There, there is no, there is no completion. Nothing is ever finished. Um, it, there's no one telling you you're doing a great job. If anything, you think this is all broken and I don't know how to fix it and why won't somebody, you know, tell me. Um, yep. And so I think in some ways in my job before I was able to hide behind and um, think that I didn't have my identity wrapped up in some of what I was doing. But yeah. when that when I entered into motherhood and that was completely stripped away, mm-hmm. I just had no other choice to but to be like, all right, Lord, it's you and me. Like, yeah. audience of one in the most, you know, wow. simple way of like, I am striving, I'm working at, for your affection and your approval. Yeah. Um, and not in a way that I have to earn it, but you know that yeah. to be satisfied in him and the situation that he's given me. Because you just, I think in a lot of ways, you don't understand how much um, a work environment really does 
contribute to your identity. Yep. Um, but when those things are removed, you're just like, all right, I got to figure this out. I, I yeah. cannot put that weight on my kid's shoulders of yep. them helping me feel like I'm doing a good yeah, job. I can't put it on right. my husband's shoulders for him showing up and like giving me a pat on the back. That is too heavy of a burden for anybody to yeah. carry. And that was something that the Lord allowed me to learn pretty quickly as I entered this season. So yeah, it was, it was crazy, but also really refining and I'm thankful for it. That's you awesome. Know? That's great. So that's great. And you have some, yeah, I'm, I might be the opposite. Yeah. Um, cause it was, well, I mean, like you said with your work in ministry, but <clears throat> my work as a physician, it was so easy to identify that way mm. because everyone, everyone validated me. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, your parents are proud, you know, your teachers are proud. Yeah. And, I mean, people aspire their whole life to be, to be able to, to make it to med school or to, yeah, yeah. to dream about the possibility of, of being yeah. able to enter into that realm. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't hard to kind of succumb to like, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And this is where my value is, you know, yeah. my value is in, um, and, you know, and the thing is, is that it's not bad. Like, it's not bad stuff. It's clearly like. It's great to help people. It's great yeah. to heal people. It's great to bring lives into the world. So it's not like I had to be like, well, you know, I work at a shady company doing shady work, right. and yeah. uh, I can't, it's hard to find validation there. Like I had quality validation on good things. Yeah. And um, you know, I think the the place that I got to was that I think I figured out how fleeting or fragile those things were because doing a good thing for a patient turned into me wanting them to be happy with the care that I provided or partners thinking that I was doing a good job or a good surgeon or 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 whatever or and um I mean those kind of things get taken away quickly and especially in a world where you know I like to think I'm in control but like you've been through labor you've been through labor like you're not yeah Yeah. like you roll with the punches and sometimes scary things happen sometimes yeah. sad things happen and um when my identity was wrapped up in outcomes or yep. people's perception of me yeah uh I, I don't want to you know it, i know it was a blessing now but I, you know i got to experience <clears throat> what that is like to have that kind of crumble yeah and um and that's going back to what we were talking about earlier that's when you have to reach for the things that are immovable and eternal and yeah. unshakable yeah so you know Try to change the foundation of the house, right? Yeah. Sandy to stone. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. whole thing. Yeah, that whole thing. That's so. true. So That's mostly great. just from our failures. It's not always. Hey, isn't that how we arrived at a place? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're, talk, if we're talking to you know people who are kind of in the beginning of their career, yeah, like, I feel like our group of friends, our age group here, who are kind of approaching and into middle age and like yeah. getting into their midlife crises. Right. Like mm-hmm. that would be my hope for, for, for younger folks would be like, you don't have to, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Midlife yeah. crisis is, <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a thing you can do and it can be, it can be a, a big, you know, point of growth. Yeah. But like, you can also completely skip that. You don't have to, mm. <laughs> you can have a high rock yeah. bottom when it comes to, you know, figuring out Amen. what Just your set identity things up is. Yeah. For yourself earlier yeah. in a better way than we did. What do you feel like are some practical ways that, have just helped the both of you be able to set that foundation as mm. you enter into the work field. Because obviously what you're doing, both of you, is not easy. I mean, 
I know I'm sure there's aspects that you love, but I'm sure. sure there's aspects that are really, really difficult. We were joking about it earlier wit of, you know, well, what are some yep. of the crazy parts of motherhood? Right. But right. for you, Jonathan, I know that there, I can't even imagine the hard days that you must encounter in your field of delivering babies and, and pregnant mothers and expectant families. Um, what are some ways that you have been able to set that identity and that foundation within your career? <clears throat> I, I, you know, I hate to be too cliched. Be cliche. But sometimes cliches are there. Because yeah. Cliches are there for a reason. They just work. They work, yeah. yeah. If there was a single thing that helped me in, that, in my personal season where yeah. I felt like my identity was in question, I think I knew the truth intellectually. It took yeah. a while yeah. to get uh, my heart, my spirit yeah. Yeah. connected, realigned with that. I mean, that was, that was a season where I read through the Bible a couple times, right. mm. just staying in the Word. You know? I love that. I mean, I don't know. You know, there's something... There's yeah. something about it, right? About, about letting the word wash over you. Yeah. Yeah. And just being in it. And, you know, and when you're constantly exposed to, you know, I like to sometimes think about, you know, reading the Bible. One of the things besides just the information you get from it is I tell people it's like when, when you you recognize your father's voice down the hall when you're a kid, right? Yes. Like the more you hear Scripture, the more you read Scripture, the more you yes. recognize your father's voice, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and then when you're sensitive to your father's voice, when you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit, all these other things become a little easier to see the people who are in need around you that you can yeah. meet their need or the way that you can, you know, apply Jesus' words to what you're doing on a day-to-day. Yeah. And then the identity shift begins to change because, like I said, people people know, you know, I'm supposed to be a child of God. I'm supposed yeah, to be right. a follower of Christ. Yeah. Um, but when the when the when the when the heart aligns with the head, yeah. Um, for me, that was a, a you know an unrelenting period of time of just being in Scripture, and like I said, knowing my father's voice, knowing his personality. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I definitely think I th- I think it's interesting because um, you know one of the things that we may get to is we talking about what to do when things might feel stale in the, in the work capacity yeah, as yeah. well. Let's talk about but that. But I feel like this it's a similar thing. I feel like they're both in. And for me, it was like going back to the basics. I think a lot of times, um, it's interesting because we're talking about work, but a lot of times yeah. we think that there, um, it, there's more, there are more things to do. But oftentimes yeah. when we're in that place of like not having the right footings as we're starting off a season or we're in the middle of a season and feel yeah. like we're drowning, it's it's for the same reasons. We we make things too complex, but in yep. actuality, um, getting back to the basics and super simple things like reading scripture or, you know, just having healthy boundaries, like yeah. being in community, not biting off more than you can chew, being realistic about, like, what is in front of you yep. um, and how you as a person are made yep. and how, based on what the Lord has put in your lap, you can you know, move forward navigating whatever that is in this season. So, um, but I think that can be a challenging thing to do specifically in our culture. I think there's a lot of pressure for, um, everybody, 18 to 25 year olds, 35 year olds, 45 year olds of doing more. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's all in an effort to find identity, find purpose. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times it really is like doing less and, Mm. I feel like doing less but doing that well, if that makes sense. Yes, 100%. We were just laughing about 
earlier before we were filming about how sometimes it feels like you try to do everything and you kind of do everything kind of poorly. Right. If you were to then just do one thing and do that one thing well. Right. So I I agree with you right there. Yeah. Whitney Sullivan dropping a bomb. (laughs) That was good. (laughs) So talk to me about being a Christian. So. Okay. You are, you've got your careers, <laughs> Christians. Um, you know, you're you're at home with the kids. Mm-hmm. What does it look like as you navigate your faith? How do you feel like that changes the way that you see people and the way that you interact with people on a day to day basis? I'd love to just hear a little bit of your thoughts on that. Well, <clears throat> honestly, I feel blessed that I work in an environment with just a ton of different types of people. Yeah, great. <clears throat> um, all different types of backgrounds, mm-hmm. sexuality, gender. I mean, yeah, I get to meet everybody. Yeah, yeah. nobody is immune to needing a doctor at some point in their life, right? You're and, right. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you could try not to, but wouldn't work that, out. Well. Yeah, it might not go well. That's some <laughs> stage. Yeah. You're probably going to find yourself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I enjoy the opportunity to be around other people uh, outside of, you know, it's, it's, it's fun for me to go into my community, yep. in with our closest friends, uh, build each other up, and then, just like the Great Commission, then go out. Oh, I love that. And take, yeah. that ener- take that energy with us. You know, the way I talk with my friends, um, the way I, <clears throat> for instance, would encourage a male friend that maybe a lot of guys out there wouldn't encourage a male friend to say, like, you're a you're a great father. You're a, you're an, mm. you're, you know you're 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 so such a conscientious husband. Like a lot of people don't talk that way just out in the world. Yeah. With uh, with a male friend or something like that, and to take that energy and apply it um, in the workplace where maybe there's someone who doesn't ever get to hear mm. essentially you know Christ-like love yeah. from 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 a coworker. Yeah. Is honestly it's just it's fun because it's. Sometimes it's alarming. Just, it's alarming. Yeah. <laughs> and in a good way. In the same way that, you know, if you buy someone a coffee, unexpectedly, they're like, oh, this is, what a treat here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sometimes it's just, it's nice for it's people to a be treat. taken it's aback a by, yeah. like, yeah, this is, this is fun. So I, I get a lot of energy out of it, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Um, it, can, it can be energizing to take, you know, we, we talk about, like, churches and about Sundays. It's, you know, take what you've got here and have a daily relationship with Jesus, have a daily yeah. interaction with Jesus and, like it's it's for me empowering and invigorating and exciting to yeah. take the, take what I have with my community with my church and and apply it to people who are who are taken aback by it. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Now I have no idea if I answered your question. But you did. You did. And what this was is the question? The I answered a question. So okay. So we're talking about being being a Christian, being able to you know show your faith practically yeah. in the workplace yeah. in the home. Um, tell me about it. Does it ever feel hard to do that um, in a setting that feels, you know, that you said you've got people from all sorts of backgrounds, yeah. um, you know, different, different faith backgrounds as well. Right. Um, what's it like navigating that as a professional? I, I think I felt pressure early on because I think I, maybe I made it too simple or maybe I felt like I had a quote I needed to meet of how many people I invited to church or yeah. how many people I led to Christ. And um, 
I think when I let that go of, you know, this is, first of all, not my job to, you know, make, to, to, to save anyone's soul. Yes. It's not my job. Yeah. Um, I feel like we could repeat that a thousand times because yeah. I need to hear that. It yeah. is not, yeah, it is, we are not the savior. Yeah. yeah. We're not. And thank God we're right, not. Right. How exhausting would that be? I yeah. wouldn't be real good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I felt uh, a little bit of a checkbox <clears throat> pressure. Mm. Um, I remember, like, medical students who would find out that I was a believer would be like, oh, how often do you pray with patients? I was like, oh, I don't know. I guess maybe more. Maybe I should do it more. I don't know. <laughs> um, and I think <clears throat> I, at some point I let that go and was like, in the rest of my life, I listened to the Holy Spirit. Why would I not? Why would I force things now? Wow. Um, so if it's time to pray, it's time to pray. It's not always time to pray. Yeah. And if it's time to invite someone to church, then I invite someone to church. But um, I, I think now, you know, do I have to be mindful sometimes that, like, I work in a professional space where, you know, it can be uh, people don't necessarily want to yeah. hear what I have to give them. But, like, if we're being if we're being honest about the things that Jesus told us to do, yeah. if we look at the Gospels and, and we read Jesus' words, nothing he asked me to do, if I apply that mm-hmm. practically, no one's ever going to be upset with me for that. Wow. That's not going to be yeah. um, offensive in the way, you know, we think about politically offensive or yeah. HR offensive. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, no one's ever going to be mad at me for loving someone sacrificially. No one's ever going to be mad at me for putting someone who's underserved first or mm-hmm. someone who, um, you know, is in a domestic violence situation or someone who's yeah. just lost a baby. No one's ever going to be mad at me for spending extra time with that person or doing more for them. Um, so, you know, now, like I said, I use my indiscretion about how often I say, you know, I invoke the name of Jesus in those scenarios. But, you know, with, with people of other faiths that are, you know, and honestly in my work, the other faith that I work with the most is agnostic or atheist. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, I, I try to find our common ground Yeah. Mm-hmm. and say like, we were talking about this earlier, you know, just in the same way that Paul, when he was talking to the Athenians was like, you know, you, you, you know who God is, but you just don't have a name Yeah. for him. Like you're experiencing beauty. You're experiencing, um, you know, a patient who heals miraculously. Like you're experiencing restoration and redemption and 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 let me tell you the name that i apply that to let me tell you who that i give jesus the glory for that yeah that's incredible that's beautiful wow and we're i want to hear from you so going from working in a ministry setting to like you said seeing hundreds of you know people students and you work worked in student ministry meet jesus all the time to now being at home with your babes What's it like, honestly, having your faith in your daily mission to love wow. these babes? I'll tell you, it is way harder than ministry for me. Okay. I know that's not everybody's story. Yeah. But the my flesh um, is a lot more present in my current position as a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> um, Shocking. I, I feel like working with little people has really brought – a lot of things that I didn't even know were in me to the surface. And, and yeah. again, a lot of ways I'm appreciative of that sanctification. I mean, that's the working out of, yeah. you know, this role that I'm in as a mom. And so in a lot of ways, it's super challenging. It's really hard to, like, want to 
be unglued in front of people that you have just finished talking about what it means to practice self-control. Yeah. Like when I'm like, this is what you need to do in order to practice a fruit of the spirit. <laughs> and then I'm supposed to, in this situation where you were being maddening to me, do the same thing. Yes. Um, I think if anything, it gives me a lot more perspective and grace with adults. I think for me, again, it was, it was almost easier working with grownups to, mm-hmm. to navigate what it looks like to be a believer and actively do that because you're met with a little more, I don't know, like understanding, but yeah. being with children, that's not the case. And I'm like, gosh, if it's this hard for you, and I can see that it's this hard for me, I can relate to you in that regard. Yeah. And therefore, like, I feel like I get why, I get why the world is hurting and I get why it's yeah. broken now more so than ever because unless you're given the proper tools to work through these things, yeah. um, <clears throat> it's just, it's just hard. It's, it is hard for, I, I feel like in my position um, as a stay-at-home mom, like, there's been a real, like, when the rubber meets the road situation. Yep. And a lot of things that Jonathan said of, there are principles that I, like, knew and could easily communicate yeah. and say to, you know, when I was working with students, um, can yeah. communicate to anybody or even just, like, fellow believers, like, yep. you know, preaching that. But until what I knew aligned with what was happening in my heart. Yeah. Um, given the opportunity for those things to kind of like coexist and butt up against each other. Yeah. Until that happened, it was like, okay, like I don't I don't know what to say other than being Jesus in a very authentic way is way more challenging. Wow. And yeah. Um to my role as a mom than it was yeah. in any other yeah, Which, and you're still pursu- – the cool thing is I just feel like you look at your life and the life of all of us is we get mm-hmm. the opportunity to pursue people yeah. in every season. Yes. And the workplace might be for a season, the home might be for a season, right. but we are called as Christians, like you were saying, Jonathan, the Great Commission. Like we are called to pursue people, to make disciples, to right. be able to share the good news. So we – I feel like we've got to chat about some really great things today. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I want to give you guys just the opportunity – I'd love to hear just like your any thoughts, encouragements you would have to young adults as they're starting out in their careers. Maybe they don't know what they're going to do, but just about pursuing people and what you have learned and anything that has just stuck out to you. <clears throat> I think, you know, if I, if I was talking to my own kids one yeah. day, I think I would tell them that Honestly, your your work, your vocation, the thing that brings home your paycheck, that, that isn't your job. Mm. I I think I can say now, and maybe I'll change my, my, my yeah. tune in 10 years, but I think I could say now, I could have been any kind of doctor. Mm. Uh, I could have been a teacher. Yep. I could have been an artist. <laughs> you could have been an artist, babe. Some sort of. Yeah. Something, Whitney some, says you could. Yeah, you so could. I believe. I've seen your sketches. But I believe. But um, I, I believe the Lord put me in this job. Mm-hmm. But like we were saying earlier, this job isn't who I am. Yes. Yeah. Um, and not getting too attached to the things that come with it for good or bad. Yeah. yeah. I think that my perception of you know, we're, we're on the tail end of Gen X, mm-hmm. early, old millennials, young Gen Xers. And I think 
I think I appreciate what's going on with rally-aged folks right now of, like, work is not my life. Yeah. Work is not the most important thing in the world to me. Um, and I appreciate that because we were kind of a little bit more of a put-your-nose-to-the-grindstone right. and live out the American dream and yeah. get the big house and the big car and things like that. And I appreciate the shedding of kind of superficial. My work defines me. Yeah. But I, what I don't want people to pick up is how do I do as little as possible mm. for as much compensation as possible? Something like that. some that kind of model of yeah. I, I'm I'm against work or against capitalism or yeah. something like that. Folks, you are you are a a an exile in Babylon. Mm. Like you are uh, not a citizen. Yes. Of this economy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you don't have to play by its rules. So if you work hard, it's not because you're going to get more money or more, more prestige or more whatever. Mm-hmm. It's because you are bringing more, more kingdom. Love that. Here now. So. Love that. I like the work less thing. Yeah. Um, but. Go even further. Wow. Go even further. Get rid of it all. You you are not a citizen of this economy. Wow. Thank you. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Mic drop right. I can't really top that. So. Mic drop right like there. A, wow. It's like a. It's good. It's good, man. Yeah. It's true. And it's and at the end of the day, I just feel resonating in my spirit that that's what it's about. It's about us as Christians being able to bring the kingdom of God to wherever we find ourselves. So if we find ourselves working, what a beautiful way to pursue people and to see the kingdom of God flourish in that space. Any last words, Whit? No, I mean, the the only thing I was thinking when you were talking was um, just beginning with the end in mind. I think if we have uh, that mentality when we wake up of like, what is my end goal today? I yeah. Think, um, regardless of what your occupation is, wow. regardless of what seat you're in and whatever season the Lord has you, um, having that lens can help you navigate yeah. wherever you are. And th- I mean, obviously, how that pans out in a practical level. Like you will, you will yeah. still work, um, but I think having your the posture of your heart aligned in such a way of like yeah. the end in mind for me today is bringing the Lord glory, and wow. it is for um, serving with integrity and X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, you won't yeah. you won't be mad about it. You've left it all out there. You can sleep at night knowing that. Um, you worked hard and for a purpose, you know. Yeah, and all the other, all the other things fall into place. Then. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Start with the end in mind, and what is that? Love God, love others, yeah. enjoy God, enjoy others. Yeah. How cool is that? It's good. Well, I'm excited to hear, honestly, testimonies of people that I believe will feel encouraged. I know I feel so encouraged. So thank you so much for sharing. And I think it's a lot simpler than. We think it is sometimes, you know. We get to love God and we get to trust the Holy Spirit in every situation that we're in and trust him in the workplace and therefore pursue people. So thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate both of your time. 
Jonathan, I might see you for, see you for an appointment. <laughs> Hilarious. Never would have, you know, Jonathan was amazing. He helped when I was pregnant with Eli. And you talk about pursuing people and making people feel so welcomed and so loved. Like, you you were incredible. So, thank you. But that's it for today. Hope you guys enjoyed the Rally Roundtable. We'll catch you again soon. Thank you for joining the Rally Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'd love for you to be part of the Rally family. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and YouTube at New Spring Rally so you don't miss a thing. Also, if you'd like to connect to a campus, text Rally to 30303.